Welcome, everybody, to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast, episode number 192. And coming up on this one, the Leafs win their fourth game in a row with a little afternoon delight against the Blues, a 4-2 win. Good game. Austin Matthews goes full beast mode Saturday night against the Ducks. Back-to-back hat tricks. Do you think that's the first time he's done that this season? It is not. Potential blockbuster deal for the Leafs? Or are they just going to tinker around the edges? We'll talk about that. And we got one segment tonight saved by the stash. All this and more coming up on 192 of the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. A little afternoon delight on Family Day, Monday in St. Louis for the Leafs. And a little afternoon delight last Saturday, Chad, with the Ducks in town for Emilio Estevez. More on that later. Let's hit the intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media at the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Tip In podcast on TikTok and Tip In pod on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Email us, tippinpodcast at gmail.com. Dale, what's up? Not much, man. Family Did you catch day. the whole game? Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. Family Day. Yeah. Happy Family Day, everybody. You, you might not be listening this. We're doing recording it, this at 7 p.m. on Family Day, so you might be listening this on Monday or Tuesday, whatever, but happy Family Day nonetheless. nonetheless. There you go. You know what says it's Family Day like anything else, Chad? And the YouTube, the YouTube viewers will understand this. Well, maybe they won't, but the audio listeners might not. But see that right there? <laughs> see Public- that? That's a publican house light lager. You know why I have that in my hand right now? Because they're the only thing open today on family day. Grocery store. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta plan these things. You gotta plan ahead. I know. I know. So it's good beer though. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not my first choice. It's a tad expensive, but how much is it? Is it like three fifty a can? Three fifty. I think it's three fifteen a can. So it's not that bad, but it's not that bad, but Compared to just whatever, like Bud Light or fucking whatever, Miller Light, whatever. But yeah. uh, anyway, Coors Light, all all the lights, like I only drink light beer, right? So anyway. The generics. Yeah, the generics. But that's how you know it's a definite like holiday here, right? I'm I'm like, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I don't know, family day, like what's close? Like I thought like, oh, Walmart would be open or something like in my neck of the woods, in our neck of the woods, whatever. Walmart sells beer, Sobe sells beer. Some of the main grocery stores don't, but those two do. But I'm like, oh, fuck, everything's closed, eh? So yeah, Publican House it was. There you go. There's a free shout out, Peterborough, Ontario, Publican House. Why don't you fucking come on board for a sponsor? Wouldn't that be fucking nice? Yeah. Get them on board. We'll Any, work for beer. So what about you? What about you, man? Anything cooking this weekend that you had cooking or today for family day or, or what? Not today. Not today. No, on Saturday, we do a thing with like my family. Just all get together. We watch the Leaf game on Saturday night all together and just saw the Anaheim Ducks get thumped. Oh, God. By Toronto. You're it not beautiful. Well, we were watching the or kind of paying attention to the Tampa game 
Tampa, Florida, and Florida was thumping the shit out of Tampa, and then Toronto just took Anaheim to the cleaners. Like I think they both scored nine goals in the game. It was awesome. But okay. the best part, wait, the best part was, did you see Yager's Hall of Fame thing? I was going to get, get there. That. I was going to get to that. Give me one second here. Let's start off by saying, guys, listen, little special announcement off the top. That's the right. Tip in Maple Leafs podcast is going to start doing live post game streams, live post game podcasts on YouTube. If you want to like and subscribe to our subscribe to our YouTube channel starting March. So we're still going to we're not going to be doing live for the rest of February. But once the calendar switches over to March live stream after every game, unless it's a back to back, then it'll be probably on the second half of back. or if it's a 10 o'clock start. They don't have any more after this week. Okay, good. So this is their last trip out West and, and that'll be the end of that. So won't be any interference there or whatever. So just a heads up and we'll be reminding you as we go along here throughout the remainder of February, the tip in Maple Leafs podcast post game live streams after every game starting in March. Just wanted to throw that out there. The second thing I had on the docket was what you just fucking mentioned. Yeah, baby. Yaramir Yager gets jersey retired. Absolutely incredible. He was awesome, man. This guy is just because I've, I've, when Yager played, I didn't love him. But the more and more that time has gone on, I just can't get enough of this guy. I can't love get him. enough of him, man. But I'll throw it to you in a second on Yager. Okay. Pre-game warm-up, he decides to lace him up and he goes out for pre-game warm-up. Full equipment. Full equipment. No bucket. No bucket. And guess what? The Penguins decide, you know what? We're all going to throw on little mullet wigs. And every single player on the team was wearing a Yager mullet from the mid-90s. Loved it. It was so good. It was so good. And did you hear him do his speech where he referenced how young his girlfriend is? Well, I'm pretty sure he said, and I, I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure he said, you know, my beautiful girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. I don't, she wasn't alive when I played, but <laughs> no, she, she, he said, he said, he said, I want to thank my beautiful girlfriend. You're too young to remember I ever played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but <laughs> this the, guy, yeah. the, when they pan to the players, like the looks on their faces, like the grins, I mean, this guy, I saw him in Toronto. I've told the story, I think before on the podcast, but I walked into Tim Hortons in Toronto and he, right across from the Weston Hotel, which is where like the players stay that are playing against the Leafs. He was on Florida at the time. He came, he came in. I swear to God, like it was, it was probably eleven o'clock. He looked like just rolled out of bed. Eleven a.m. Yeah, eleven a.m. Yeah, looked okay. like he just rolled out of bed. Might have been hungover. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He came in, got a muffin and coffee. Nobody said anything to him except two dudes were like, hey, Yager, can you sign this and take a picture with us or whatever? He didn't look too pleased about that. No, but did he do it, though? Yeah, he, did. he just kind of poked his head in and they snapped a photo and then he walked out the door. But yeah. he literally looked like he just rolled out of bed, came across the road, got a coffee and a muffin and hit the, the road. But uh, he's, he is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. The, the, the mullets and warm up, I thought, was absolutely incredible. Like everybody. Uh, Crosby, the entire team, Malkin, like everybody was wearing, was wearing the mullets and warm up. It was absolutely awesome. I know. Um, it's still but, good to see. Like NHL yeah. needs to do more shit like that. Like instead oh, yeah. of taking it so serious, it was nice to have a little fun with it. I loved it. Yeah, me too, man. It and like awesome. to reference the girlfriend thing, like what what, what would Yager be? I don't have it. In, I, I meant he's got to be like fifty two. 
Or was he only that? I, 50, yeah. Maybe he's older than that. I, don't I know. thought he was maybe a little older than that. But anyway, I don't let, know. 25 year, old, 25 year old girlfriend? 30? 30, he's 52. Maybe? He's born in 1972. He's okay. 52. So he, we don't have the official age on the girlfriend, but like 30, maybe? 30? I'm going to just guess ballpark at, at 30. So, hey, man, 22 years younger. Like, I mean, that's pretty, you know, we, we kind of know the deal with Yager anyway. Like, he, uh, her name is Dom, Dominika Bra- Branisova, and she was born in 1995 in Czechoslovakia. He had already won two cups by that time. <laughs> so that would make her what? I don't know, 95? 30, almost 30. What did you say, 95? 95 so she'd be 29 that is absolutely incredible that's just incredible so love that almost yep. a 30 year difference almost a 30 year difference Yermer Yager but he's a spry chicken man like he looks good for 52 like I wasn't sure playing. oh yeah like he's just anyway incredible on Yager love that here's somebody who didn't anything more on the Yager thing because it's, no. it's incredible it was it's awesome incredible. awesome here's somebody who even though, okay, so 9-2 win over the Ducks on yes. Saturday night. Emilio Estevez, he had the flying V going absolutely nuts on Saturday night in Toronto after that game. This guy was on the prowl for flying V all over the city, Chad. Okay, this is, I, I can't, like, this is just birdie in my ear told me, man, you should have seen Estevez. He was out there. He was. No, I saw it, man. Pounding the pavement. People were sending me photos. People were sending me videos. They were tagging us in it. He was everywhere. If you don't know what that means, folks, it means he's out on the town. Emilio Estevez up to his old tricks, chasing the muff around. Right. (laughs) Chasing the muff around. He was sitting up all the arenas around looking for the hockey moms. Did he succeed? Hundred (laughs) percent. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Absolutely. His success rate is off the charts. When he goes sniffing for Flying V, and you know exactly what the V stands for <laughs> in Flying V. Okay? Have you seen? It's if- not a special deke. Well, it is. It is a special deke in the bedroom. It's not a special deke on the ice. Not even in the bedroom. Just have you the seen the Mighty Ducks thing on Disney? The new one? I have not. Okay, because he's retired. He wants nothing to do with hockey anymore. He owns the arena, he drives the Zamboni, but he ain't coaching. Until a good-looking single he, mother down on her luck he gets a needs sniff. his help. He gets a sniff of it. It's like the same in. thing every time. Oh, look at this. A good-looking middle-aged mom needs my help. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'll put the Zamboni keys away. I'll put the skates on. I'll give you a little <laughs> flying V. How's that sound? Love it. Emilio Estevez can't say enough. Absolutely incredible. Friend of the show has been for years, right from the start. So anyway, he's not happy about the score. He was not. No, no, but he doesn't really give a shit. As long as he gets his at the end of the night, that's all that really matters for Emilio Estevez. But look, a big nine, two win, like an absolute pounding nine, two win. That was a crazy. Not even close. No, not even close. close. Nine, two win over the great things in that game. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And then today a fortune, a 4-2 win over the Blues, a little afternoon delight action. Don't love it, but yeah, you know, I'll I'll take a little afternoon delight. No one like you're gonna what are you gonna turn down a little afternoon delight? I don't think so. No, I don't think you roll out of bed, you only got a couple hours, and then all of a sudden, 
bing, bang, boom, you're into an afternoon delight situation yet, I, I don't think you're going to pass that up, okay, folks? No, like, I'll take it. I couldn't handle it every day, but once in a while. Yeah, once in a while. You can't I'll handle that you. every day. But anyway, I think Estevez, he would have liked a little afternoon delight. He, he probably had a little afternoon flying the action today, too. I wouldn't put it past oh, him. Morning, noon, and night. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> That's right. Eight and two in their last 10 games, the Toronto Maple Leafs, their fourth straight win. What do you think, what do you make of how much they win when Riley is not in the lineup? What do you, what do you make of that? What do you make of that? It's like all they do is win when this guy doesn't play. What do you make of that? I don't know. It, they're like what sixteen and two or something. I think it's more than that. It's like it? nine. It's like nineteen and two or something. It's crazy. Either way, I don't crazy. know. It's yeah, crazy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's maybe the defense pairings are just you know playing a simple game and two rookies on their bottom pair this afternoon. No, I don't know what it is. I, I honestly I can't tell you because it's not like Morgan Riley is a liability or bad or anything. It's just one of those things, I guess, because don't they have a winning record without Austin Matthews in the lineup, too? I think they do, but not nearly to that extent. Obviously, he hasn't missed as many games. It's not like Riley's missed a lot of games either, but like, I just think it's crazy. Like, yeah, he's their top defenseman. And like, I don't know. That's what this team always does. Just when you think things will get shitty, they get better. Just when you think they should lose, they win. That's what they do. It's true. And, And really, like the Anaheim game was a blowout. St. Louis didn't look that great this afternoon. They what they had some chances and but it was kind of a boring game for the most part. So I, I don't know yeah. who do they play coming up? They got they Arizona go, on Wednesday and, and then, then Vegas. Vegas on Thursday. And so then Riley Col- won't Col- be in the lineup. Colorado. Yeah, let's Saturday. see how they play. If Riley's not in the lineup in the Vegas game, let's see how they do against a team like that. Yeah, like has anything come down? Like the appeal was a couple days ago. Like has anything come down as far as like I haven't heard anything? Like what's the know. holdup? If you're going to appeal it, you kind of want a decision before the five games are up, do you not? Like what's the fucking holdup? Well, Bevin came into town in Toronto and then apparently he he had a meeting with Emilio Estevez somewhere in the afternoon and no one's okay, heard from now him I, since. Now I understand. Now I understand the holdup. It'll probably still be five games then if that's the case. Anyway, no one can find Jerry. Look, we're going to do a very special. Usually we only do save by the stash when like Matthews has had a game winner or whatever. That's not the case here, but just absolutely incredible. The last three games and the whole season really going to get into some Austin Matthews stuff. I just want to do a special edition, Chad, of save by the stash. If you would like to yeah. do that up. Please and thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Saved by the Stash. Stash. Okay, let me fire this up. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna lead you right into it here, Chad. Back to back hat tricks again for Austin Matthews. The Flyers game on Thursday, Saturday night against the Ducks. His sixth hat trick this season, putting his name in the top echelon of the all time greats. I think Lemieux, they were mentioning something about Lemieux, like how many hat tricks in a season. I think it's the first time since 95. I think Lemieux had six hat tricks in a season. This just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Guys will go their entire career without ever having one. This guy's got six hat tricks in the same season. His 49th goal of the season this afternoon in St. Louis. He's one away from 50, which he will 100% get 
on Wednesday night in his hometown when the Leafs play Arizona. Book it, book it, book it. I'd be laying money on that hard. It will 100% guaranteed he scores his 50th goal of the season Wednesday night in Arizona. Not one, not one empty net goal this season. Out of all four, did you know that stat? Not, not, that. not one empty net goal all season for 34. Every single fucking time he's buried those 49 pucks in the net, there's been a goalie that he's had to fucking rip it past. I don't care what anybody else, I don't care what anybody else is doing in the league chat. I don't give a shit. How is Austin Matthews not the front runner? And if not the front runner, at least like rising up the rank here in the heart conversation. There's a lot of things I just said there. Austin Matthews, take it away. Yeah. First off, I'll say this. I saw someone post a thing that he has six hat tricks this season, which is more than like, like they were posting teams in total. And he has more than a bunch of teams have in total for hat tricks. Just hurt. It's hard. It's hard to do. man. I know they had it listed and they're like hat tricks this season. Austin Matthews, six Vancouver Canucks, five, Edmonton Oilers five, like he has more than teams combined. It's insane. It is. Uh, what was the other thing? The heart well, trophy. Just I, like he's going to score his fiftieth on oh, Wednesday night, one hundred percent guaranteed. And and yeah, in the heart, and, and the heart, the heart conversation for sure. I mean, he's in the heart conversation for sure, but it's it's one of those things, right? Like if he scores seventy goals, and. How does someone score seven? He's going to score he 70 gets, goals. If he gets to 70, he should be one of the front runners for the heart. One, one of? When's but, the last time someone scored 70 fucking goals? I know, but it seems like because he scores so much, everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what shouldn't, he does. No, it shouldn't. I know. I I agree with you, it's, but it's it shouldn't be Connor that. McDavid. Like, Connor McDavid, when he's putting up 150 points, I know some people are like, well, yeah, but this guy here, he, you know, he should get votes on the heart. And, it's the same thing. He's the best goal scorer in the league. If he go most that, valuable, is he the most valuable player to his team, which is what the award is for? Absolutely. A hundred fucking percent. Name somebody more valuable to the least than 34. It's not, it's not right. impossible. But I mean, how valuable is McDavid to Edmonton or how valuable is McCarr to Colorado or McKinnon or how valuable? Okay. But no, I don't see those guys going 70 plus fucking goals. Like that's just, we're talking like, we're talking this shit just doesn't happen in the modern era. It just no. does not like Ovechkin has never scored more than 65 goals in a season. What did no, McDavid get? What did McDavid get last year? 60 just shy of that? I think I, I don't know. Don't like don't I go mean, nuts on me in the comments here, folks. But it was 60 plus for McDavid last year, but I think he fell short of 65. It, I think it, he scored 62 or something. It's February 19th. We're recording <laughs> February 19th. He's got 49 goals. It's insane. Six hat tricks. That's six hat tricks. That's 24 goals in six games. There's six right? games. No. I think there's, I think there's six games left in, in February, yeah. the entire month of March and half of April. This yeah. guy's going to like, dude, the way, the way he's okay. The way he's ripping it home is and like, unlike anything I've ever seen. And he scored 60 goals a, a couple seasons ago. And, but he, was, and then he was dealing with the nagging wrists and all that. He just looks like whatever he touches now, it's just, yeah, fuck. I'll rip that puppy home. No problem. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever he took when he gets the puck hash marks in it's in the fucking net like it's in i know it is insane. what he's doing is is absolutely crazy i've never seen anything like it like i've seen it from other players like i remember timo solani scoring a bunch of yeah goals. 
I remember things like that. But not from on our the team. Leap, not on our team. No. I've never seen anything like that. No. And he will get Hart Trophy consideration. Should he walk away with the award? I, I'm not sure about that. But he, he definitely should be up there in the conversation. I, I think if a guy does something that hasn't been done in fucking decades, how do you how do you overlook that? Like it's to me, it just seems absolutely ridiculous. If he goes 70 plus and he's not even fucking like I don't know. What if he goes I, I 70 just, plus, but he's like the runner up for the hurt? I guess I can take that, but like what? So who would be weird? Well, who are, yeah, it would be super fucking weird. Who would we be talking about that would like, I know you mentioned McKinnon and McDavid and, and you didn't say Kucherov, but he's well, in the Kucherov. conversation too. But like, to me, like, I know they're all valuable, like the most valuable players on their team, but I just think this is like next level shit. Like you just don't see like the amount of hat tricks and like, dude, is it possible that he like buries two more hat tricks? I think it is. Oh like, yeah. Look, look at the amount of games left. Like it, like it's very possible that he's not done with the hat tricks. So like, what are you no. going to like the guy, the guy's going to bury eight hat tricks in one season and you're not going to give him the fucking heart, like 75 gold. Maybe you're not, you're not going to give him the heart trophy. Like, come no, on. his scoring, like you said, it's ridiculous. He got the other night with his first hat trick of the two that he had last week. I mean, what did he need? Seven and a half minutes to get those three goals. Yes, exactly. Under eight minutes, seven and a half. Yeah, that is honestly ridiculous so could yeah. he have another seven and a half minutes where he just lights the lamp yeah absolutely he could and i said he had 24 it's 18 goals like 18 goals in six games is is ridiculous we're not in six games not in six games six or hat tricks. Oh, six hat tricks yeah sorry, that's sorry. It, but he did that in six games right oh okay sorry i, I understand well, like, what you're saying there yeah so that's I, 18 goals in six games that yeah i thought you meant his last six sorry sorry yeah 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 that's just ridiculous like it is he had he has more goals. He almost has as many hat tricks as, as Bertuzzi has goals. I'm gonna get to Bertuzzi in a second. They 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 were saying that Matthews coming into the season, not a big hat trick guy. He has only had five previously it total ever. So yeah. he in one season but a lot has, of two goal games. A lot of two goal games, but he yeah. in this one season has in hat tricks wise has surpassed his He's only had five career hat tricks and he's got six in one season. It's incredible. Anyway, a special edition of Save by the Stash because it's just so warranted. What this guy's doing is just like soak it in, Lee's fans, because it is absolutely incredible to see. I, I can't see, I can't wait to see where this lands. I'm I'm on the train now of like I want to see him like just pump fucking a crazy amount of pucks in the net, but also like I'm going to get to the playoffs and potential matchups here as we get going, but you know, it will all be like, we mentioned a couple podcasts ago. It will all be for not if he has like one goal in the first round and they fucking flutter out. Right. So yeah. Anyway, enjoy the, well, hopefully that's not the case, but like the way he's doing this, like, you know, time and space goes away in the playoffs. So will it disappear or will he be able to keep this going? Should be we'll fun. Find out. Yeah, we'll find out. So going to rip through a couple guys, Chad, and then I'm going to get to where they are at in the standings and potential trades to wind this puppy up. Bobby McMahon, our boy, shout out, shout out to our 34 boy. 34 and 74, Dude, ripping it up. He almost had another Hattie in that Anaheim game. Another two goal performance. He buries another one this afternoon against St. Louis. And he, he worked for that empty net goal this afternoon, yeah. like big time work. I love the way this guy plays. 
And uh, look, he, but I mean, he's had three empty net goals in this run. But the way he worked, the way he works, the hey. way he worked for them, like don't not your typical. Out, just ask how many. Okay, that empty net goal this afternoon against St. Louis, not your typical empty netter. No. Like he fought that guy off. Like it was a puck battle. He got the puck. He ripped it home. That not, not your typical empty netter. He's um, on fire right now. Gregor was a healthy scratch this afternoon. Yarn Crocs injured, whatever. Look, here's what I'm saying about Bobby McMahon. I it, confidence is growing. I love to see that. And it just looks to me like I like the way this guy plays a lot. I think he's strong. Him and McMahon or him and, and nice. Like it's not as consistent as I would like it to be, but they're both fucking rookies, man. They're both fucking rookies. So like, I don't see how you take McMahon out of this lineup. For no, he, he can't he, now. He, he plays so hard. The offensive capability is starting to show through. Do you not think like he needs to find a spot on this lineup opening night of the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, if like, there's keeps, no way he, he should be an odd man. Playing the way he's playing. I mean, we're, you know, we're judging we're judging his play at the at the peak at the highest like he's had a hat trick and two he looks good to me he looks goal. good to me he looks really good and we've been we've been high on Bobby Mang since he's come to the organization like we used to talk about him when he was on the Marlies and stuff and I definitely think he'll be in the lineup I will say this though like in that Anaheim game that was for me that was Ryan Reeves best game as as a Toronto Maple Leaf and kind of showed me exactly why they signed him. The game was out of hand and Anaheim didn't do shit. Yes. Yeah, for sure. You he had was all around. over it with, with Gudis and different. Yeah, guys he was trying that. to get Gudis wouldn't fight him. Nobody would fight him. No. He's going. But at the end of that game, Benoit laid a hit and Anaheim looked like they were going to come after Benoit and drop the gloves. But Reeves was on the ice and everyone not just gonna, yeah. He's like, away. not gonna happen. Not gonna yeah. happen. And nobody touched Benoit, so he got to... That was the first time I've seen a clean, hard hit where the guy didn't have to fight after yeah. on this team. Like, it seems like every time they lay a clean, hard hit, they got to fight, but no, Reeves sure. on the ice. So my point is, is that when it comes playoff time, Reeves is also starting to make a case for himself. He is, but he could he, hurt you potentially penalty-wise. He could. He, could. he took a stupid penalty in the St. Louis game. So it's like, I, I hear what you're saying, but it to me, it's still like... I don't know. Like, I know yeah. Bobby McMahon gives you more and maybe you have them both. But at this point right now, Bobby McMahon will get the upper hand from me. I mean, even like taking Gregor out and leaving Bobby McMahon in is a better move. I, I think yeah. Bobby McMahon could play on the third line on this team. I think he could too. Anyway. Okay. We'll keep it moving. Let's yep. big fan, big fan of McMahon. We'll see how it all shakes out. We'll be talking about Bobby McMahon much more. As Again, the Bobby the McMahon jersey. I'm thinking about it as well. As the season rolls on, we'll uh, keep talking about him. I was going to talk about the goaltending, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it. Joe, I, I was surprised to see Jones and Ned on Saturday. I'll tell you that because I thought he was banged up. I didn't expect him. Like he, As far as I knew, he wasn't even on the ice yeah. recently. It was just like Wall and Samsonov. So Same. to see Jones in there, obviously the Ducks game, kind of an easy win. And then Samsonov again today pretty solid but but st louis like not you know whatever but not a ton um, of chances but he held them in there held them down to one goal so not a not i'll skim over the goaltending not a lot to say i'll just say like i thought you know joan looked okay and samsonoff looked pretty good and like no complaints in net still a mystery when we'll see joseph walt 
going to give a little shout out. We haven't talked about this cat in a while. TJ Brody, I guess even before Riley went out, but I guess yep. specifically since Riley's been missing games and he's moved back to his normal side. He's always played on the right side since he's come to Toronto, but like he's because they have no fucking right-handed defenseman. But I know, I know. So, but pl- playing on his on his own side on the left side, Keith said he likes it, and he. I just was going to say I think Brody's looked better. What have you thought of Brody's yeah. game as of recently? Uh, yeah, I said it to I think two podcasts ago or last podcast. One of the podcasts I talked about how he's looked so much better since Riley's been out. Yeah. And I, I didn't even take into consideration that that's probably what it is, is he changed sides. I just thought maybe everyone stepped up their game with Riley being out. But yeah, he 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 looks more comfortable with the puck for sure. But what is the best about him is he's not getting out of position. Remember, like you would talk about this a lot. They'd score a goal. Where the hell is TJ Bro? Oh, he's oh. way over in the corner. He's way up on the wall. He's he not struggling. doing that. He no, is covering he, his man. He's staying yeah. close to the net. He looks like the previous guy from previous yeah. seasons. Not last season, weird. but you a think, couple couple seasons ago. You think changing sides wouldn't really be that big a deal? But it maybe, maybe he's just found. Maybe he's just found it again. Like his dad did pass away, and like you know, obviously mentally that can wear on people. And like you know, maybe he's just. He finding just it again. Yeah. Maybe he's just finding it again. I don't know. Well, the, the, it's a good time for it. Oh, for sure. Because the Brody we saw early this season and basically all of last season, but the specifically the tail end of last season, like it was not good. Like I was ready no. to give up on this guy. And so it's good. You know, I, I don't dislike Brody. I thought he's been one of their better defensemen at times throughout his tenure here. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was great when he first got here. For sure. Absolutely. Um, he was great. But and so anyway. Lundgren's also been very good since Riley went out. The whole D4 sure. has been good since Riley went yeah, out. Yeah, agreed. So just wanted to give a little shout out to to Brody there. Absolutely. A lot better. Hopefully that continues. Now, here we go. Last player I'm going to talk about here quickly, and then we'll move on to potential playoff matchups and trade scenario to wrap it up. Don't have to spend a ton of time here, but I got to bring up Bertuzzi, man. Like he, I know he scored on Saturday, but he didn't really like that was kind of Austin. Like he put it on a fucking tee. He was just in the right place. Yeah. Bertuzzi had an empty net situation this afternoon and he rips it fucking high and wide. Okay. <laughs> high and wide. I don't know if you know the play I'm talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Like empty net situation and Bert comes He's ripping good. it right down and it's just high and wide. It's so, been hard to watch. A little outside, high and wide for Bertuzzi. Man, look, I don't give a shit. Five and a half million or five, whatever the fuck. Yeah, five and a half, I think, for Bertuzzi. It's just yeah. not good enough, man. I know the chances have been there. It's not a game of fucking, it's not a league of chances. It's like, yo, dude, step like step the fuck up, start fucking doing something. Like to me, I don't want to shit though, on man. Him. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to shit on him completely, but like, do you think that it's just like, okay, like, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on Bertuzzi? Will he help this team in the playoffs? I guess that's the only thing we can hope for now is that he's going to help in the playoffs. Yeah. Because he's been a major fucking fail. Major fail. He's been a major fail in the regular season, but I will say this. If he has a hell of a first round or is incredible in the playoffs, no one will give a shit about how he played in the regular season. Nope. Two. This is the NHL these days. Under the salary cap, there's just nothing you can do. Like, you can't bench them. You can't really move them because you're paying them all this money and it's going against your cap. It's something I don't like about the cap, but he's had all season, he's got to play with good players and 
that will continue because you just don't you don't have the cap space or the people you could sit them maybe a game but you're never going to move them down you're never going to have five and a half million dollars playing on the fourth line won't happen in this nhl no so you just keep giving them opportunities hoping you have to you hope and pray that he'll start hitting the net i mean he's come close he's hit some posts i mean just a bit outside. Just huh? a bit outside. <laughs> Hi, but you're right. Wide. The only hope is, is that come playoff time, he has just an incredible playoff. If him and Domi come out and like, you know, they they were good in the Anaheim game when things started getting chippy, especially yep. Domi. Yep. But if they do that in the playoffs and make a difference and win or help win a round, help win two rounds, yep. Are you going to look back and be like, yeah, but? He went 18 games without a goal in the regular. No. You're not going to say no. that. No, it's all that matters. If those two were brought in to help this team get over the hump in the playoffs and they help this team get over the hump in the playoffs and they're both of those guys are key contributors, no one's going to give a fuck about yeah. the regular season. No one's going to care. If he sucks in the playoffs, then, well, then a, it's going to be a major. Yeah. major well, then he'll be gone and that'll be it. So I think yeah. he'll be gone anyway, but we'll see. All right, man. So the team has won four straight currently. They sit third in the Atlantic division, just ahead of Tampa Bay, no longer in a wild card spot. I was looking at the standings. I want to get your thoughts on this. We kind of touched on this, but like not really. So like right now, it would be Toronto, Florida, but the Florida Panthers, I believe Florida will win the division. I think Florida will win the Atlantic. So you're probably looking at the third seed playing the Bruins. Yeah. I, I think the Bruins are playing on like all the points they banked at the start of the year. Cause they've been yeah. pretty well, average. Lost four in a row. Week. Lost yeah. four in a row. Yeah. Ever since like Christmas, they've been just average, but they've been, they're, so they're still, points. they're still first in the Atlantic. Oh, and they've lost they, four in a row. they did not lose in the first half of the season. Yeah. So, so I think by the end, yeah, Florida will be at the top. So, so here's the question. Would you? So I think the best the Leafs are going to do here, unless Boston really falls off, because I don't see that happening with the no, Panthers. No, they're not going to find that. Boston so, won't fall that far off. I think the best the Leafs can do here is third third place in the Atlantic or the top wildcard seed. What would you prefer? A third place finish in the Atlantic where they play the Bruins, not the Panthers, or... A first wild card seed where they go to the Metro and they play the Rangers or like Philly's there, Carolina's there. There's there's teams sniffing around the Islanders. I'm for, I'm forgetting the team too. But where would you be at with that scenario if you could pick? Just playing playing with the wild card spot is dangerous no. because then you're floating on, Listen, you're man. getting in or you're not. But. I think we learned last year when we were so excited that the Florida Panthers beat the Boston Bruins, and that's who you got in the second round. Be careful what you wish for. Just keep winning hockey games and getting the playoffs. If you got to beat Boston in the first round, beat Boston. If you have but to if, beat you, the Rangers, if you had to pick, though, if you could, if you had to choose their path to what we're doing here, it's the Bruins or it's potentially, let's say, the Rangers. I'd the say Walkers. I'd take the Bruins. Yeah. Oh, you take the Bruins. Yeah, I'd take the Bruins. Yeah, not me. Although I think, I think they could beat the Bruins. I kind of just want to see them. Fuck. I want to see them exercise. The, I want to see them beat the Bruins. They beat the Lightning last year, and they got that out of their system. Beat the Bruins, I, and then you get a rematch with the Cougars, more than likely. Well, you're going to have to, like, Eastern, like, the Panthers are going to be in the East final anyway. Like, I would bank on that. But obviously, things can happen. But for me, man, like... I want to get the fuck out of the Atlantic. Fuck the Atlantic. Like, I'll worry about the Panthers in the conference final. Let's see what the Rangers got. Let's see what Carolina's got or the Devils or okay. Philly. But you Take know what? 
take a different. I, I get it. I get it. Up. I get it. Yeah, and I could go that way too. And, and, and I, I think you know the Leafs gonna, match you know up better. I, I think the Leafs match up better against those Metro teams. I really do. Sure, that's what you think. But you know what would happen? They would play the Rangers. They would lose. Let's say Tampa plays Boston. Tampa would be Boston in five games. You'd be like, "Fuck! I wish we had a fucking played the Bruins." Yeah. 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 It it doesn't matter. I get what you're saying. Like in a perfect world, who would I like to see? Yeah, maybe I'd like to see them play the Rangers, but I honestly think they they match up well against the Bruins. Yeah. I know okay. the Bruins get chippy and nasty in the playoffs, but I the Bruins can't keep up with the Leafs. Yeah, okay, fair. Like I, I yeah, I think the Leafs could beat the Bruins. I'm just I, for me, just with the whole natural thing, like we haven't seen that. So like I, I know. wouldn't I just something different, something new, maybe a little more exciting in the spring. Yeah, I don't know. It'll well, just, it might end up that way. It, oh, and it could. Like we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, so we'll go to this here, Chad, to end it. So some potential trade targets. I think the Leafs need so speaking of the Panthers, like I think the Leafs definitely need more physicality to their game if they want to be serious about like Okay, yeah, round one, round two, baby steps, but a conference final against potentially the Florida Panthers. I know you got to get there first, but mm-hmm. I think you got to be way tougher to beat the Panthers in a seven-game series. Th- now, saying that, I'm now if the Panthers wind up in second, like if if we're getting near the end of the year and you're looking at the standings and it's like Boston's going to win the division and the Cougars are going to get second but you have a chance to lose some games and fall into a wild card, oh, lose yeah. those games. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't think the Leafs match up well at all against Florida. No, not at all. It's like, no, not in the, the first round for sure. No, the way Florida plays is like the Leafs kryptonite. Oh, dirty, oh. hard. They'll gritty. shut them down and that'll be it. They'll, yeah. they'll shut down Stay the, the hell away from the Florida Panthers. But we'll go out on this. So, like, there's been this one's been floating around. So, this doesn't really have anything to do with uh, with I with what I just said about like I think they need to get a little more physical and bring in some guys that are grittier in order to beat the Panthers because I think the East rolls through the Panthers. That's my personal opinion at this time. So, this doesn't really go with that. But I didn't make up this trade scenario. This is just something that's been floating around. A thing. A potential blockbuster with the Flames. You may have heard of it. You may not have, but I'm going to throw it out there because I want to get your thoughts on it. This is a fucking big one, man. This let's is hear it, a, Let's hear it. Th- this is a doozy between the Leafs and the Flames. A proposed trade that's been floating around. I think, I think Sarah Valley was talking about, like, I don't know if there's, like, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm not sure. I don't know. We we know the Leafs have been kicking tires with Calgary apparently all season long. Tanev, Hannafin, what? I, I know, right? Anyway, I, I work there. I I know it's crazy. You who 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 could have seen that? But okay, here it is. Like I I think Sarah Frank Sarah Bailey was talking about this, and it's out there on the internet. So I'm just going to throw it to you, whether it's true or not. I want to get your opinion on it. So the okay. trade proposal would be the lease would be acquiring Noah Hannafin and forward Andrew Mangiapane with 50 percent of Mangiapane's salary retained. Keep in mind. Noah Hannafin is a UFA at the end of this season. In return, the Flames would receive a significant package, including Toronto's 2024 first round pick, a 2020 their 2024 third round pick, their 2024 fifth round pick, along with players Ryan Reeves, Nick Robertson, and prospect Toppy Nimala. That is quite a fucking doozy there. Are both Calgary players UFAs? No, Mangiapane is not. Hannafin is. 
And just before you answer, apparently Hannafin is a Boston kid and he wants to go back to Boston. I okay, then, I've heard he no. wants to play for the Bruins. What are your thoughts on that? No. That's a big fucking trade, man. That's a big trade. If if you can't make the team better than it was last year, I I wouldn't do it. Well, does that I, I not- don't th- I don't think that makes the team like it, it definitely makes the Leafs better. That's a lot to give up though. Is For a it? guy that's going to go to Boston at the end of the year and another guy that how many years has he got left on his contract? T- okay, Mangiapane, I don't know. I don't even think man- in 50, Mangiapane has had good seasons in the past. I think he's played like 57 games this season and he's got like 10 goals and like 19 assists. So he's not so Bobby killing McMahon it. Numbers. He's not killing it, but like, could he replace Nick Robertson? Well, yeah. Does Is he a bit, he's a bigger guy. He probably plays a little bit more physical game. So, but you know, and then you get out, you get out from the Reeves. Who's going to help you more? Who would help you more in a playoff run? Hannafin and Mangiapane or Reeves and Robertson? Because everything else is just a prospect and picks. So I'm just talking about. So forget for take all that shit out of the equation. Like I know that's a lot of picks and all. Well, that. last year you had O'Reilly and Shen. Did that? How did that work out? Well, it helped. It helped. They were by t- the first round. Did so you ultimately? Want, I don't know. It's just that's a lot to give up. What if, you took, what if you took what if you took Mangiapane out and it was Hannafin and Tanev same trade? Mm. I would do it. I would do it in two seconds. What if you got would, all? What if you got all three? Okay, same trade. Okay, that's a yeah. Okay. Then you're really kind of altering because then you can push two defensemen down in your lineup. Yeah, which would be huge. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it'd be massive. Considering we have like three AHLers playing right now. Yeah. So doing an adequate job, though. By the way, we'll see. Uh, like you just threw it on me, so I'd have to really think about it. And but off the top of your that, head, yes or no? I think it's too much for for you. Considering Hannafin's a UFA, and he probably yeah. would not resign I mean, if you, because if the if price were, tag. Yeah, if you were keeping Hannafin for a few years, and you could make a no, couple cup runs with him, they won't be able to do that. No, he's going to walk. And you got to like last year you traded in with Chicago and you got Lafferty and McKay, but you got them both on term. Now you traded Lafferty away, which was a stupid trade, but I like that because you knew you would have him again coming into this season. If you can get guys with a couple years on their term, I would do that. Not throwing away all these picks for someone who's going to walk at the end of the year. No, I agree. But sometimes Chad, you gotta, I'm sure you've heard this. You gotta shoot your shot. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta shoot your shoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes you miss. Sometimes you got to shoot your shot, but sometimes other times you got to just shoot your shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you know, it's <laughs> sometimes you just got to, sh- sometimes you just got to shoot it plain and simple. Right, so. Listen, man, I remember 17 years old in the 90s working on my flying V and Estevez just in the corner of the room yelling, shoot, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> there you go. There you, know, you go. I think you were anyway. You might have been there. Oh, I think. Oh. Might have been there. Were you, you taking me? practice that time? Oh, the best of it? oh, yeah. He was telling me to shoot all over the place, and I think I did. <laughs> but so, anyway, man, look. So, yeah, like that's just do I think that like that's probably a, a far fetched trade? Yeah, I, I think do they go big like that? Unlikely. I think you're probably like you said off the top. Do they do something blockbuster wise or just more so around the edges? Lesser guys, lesser salary, but they can still contribute. I think that's the more likely scenario. Do you not? I think so. But the more, the more I keep reading into Tree Living's quotes, where he talks about, like he says things like, "You guys don't know me yet, but you're gonna know me soon." I feel like he's itching 
to make a big blockbuster. Like he wants to do it. So I'm kind of I'm nervous. Should be interesting. Should yeah. be interesting. Yeah, man. Anyway, anything else? No, no. Let us know right. your thoughts down below if you're watching on YouTube, yeah. though, guys. Would love to know. Blockbuster, do you like Hannafin, Manjapani? Are those the guys you want? Yeah. You want different or, guys? Or... Larson Krauss, Boone Jenner. Like, what do you think this team needs to do? And what can they afford because of the cap? Who's coming That's in? Who's thing. who's going out to make it work? Financially? There's a lot of guys you want on the team, but what are you willing to give up to get them? Anyway, exactly. We'll talk about that next podcast. And yep. like Dale said, at the start of the podcast, don't forget that starting March, we're going to be doing live streams. So you can join us on YouTube right after the games. Follow us on social media at the Tip and Maple Leafs podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Tip and Podcast, TikTok, Tip and Pod, Twitter, email us, Tip and Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Chad. I'm Dale. And we will. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe on YouTube. We'll be back later in the week, probably after the two late back-to-backs against Arizona and Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, baby. We'll probably be back Friday, Saturday, somewhere in there. Yeah, guys, thanks for watching again. Thanks for listening. Go Leafs, go. Let's keep this winning streak going. 50 goals for sure, Chad. Yes or no? Wednesday night in Arizona. Yes or no? 90%, 100%. 90% of the time on 100%, baby. We'll catch you later. We'll catch you later.